Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? All right. Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. This is Janine Moniz, and I have the privilege of overseeing Gem Revealed Self-Mastery to Soulmate. And as you know, um, with every episode of our podcast, my sole desire is to make sure that you walk away with something that is so valuable that it can change not only your relationship, but it actually change your life. But we have outdone ourselves. This is something we're doing different for the next four weeks. And I am so excited to share it with you because today is the first of a really exciting series. So we have a four-week series coming up um, and it begins, it kicks off today. And the, the, the title of this, we are ruining rom-coms, right? That's exactly it. We're ruining rom-coms. How is it and what does that actually mean? So today, as we all know, we love watching the romantic comedies. We love watching um, movies with Matthew McConaughey and all these great, incredibly handsome and beautiful women giggle our way through all these beautiful fairy tales. But what we are going to uncover, peel the layers back and pull the curtain aside, and we are going to see what inside of these romantic comedies are actually giving us telltale signs of what's working today. But then more so, what's not working? How can we actually learn from these to to actually take a step back, look in the mirror and go, how do I learn from this? And what can you take away from these next four weeks that can really give you insight and eyesight how to gain a healthy relationship? So that's a lot. And I certainly couldn't pull this off on my own. So what we're going to do is I have brought in the most incredible sidekick for me to pull this off with. And I couldn't just pick any old person. I actually had to pick somebody who was very specific. Somebody who is not only super articulate, that we go, he borderlines on the word like nerd, which uh, I grabbed that from the shirt he's wearing. Yeah. Um, but he's he's not only incredibly intelligent, and I will say that Scott and uh, and when I when I give the camera when I give the microphone to him, he'll share a little bit more on himself. But he is one of these incredibly mindful people articulate, brilliant, part of something called Menza, which I still, I don't even know what that means, but I think it means he's really smart. Uh, But we can roll all that up, but he's actually really funny. So gaining his male perspectives through this whole series is going to be incredible. We don't know if he's going to make it through all four of these next series, but we're hoping for is that he has so much fun today that he'll want to stay. But because he is, um, he's actually the CEO and owner of Brainstorm Tutoring. It's an educational facility. 
we all know due to COVID that is, um, you know, the one time I might bring my tone to something serious. Um, it's the point where in his life, he's probably busier than ever before, not only um, just here in our local area, but just, you know, nationwide, because so many people are looking for the education and Scott, his company is one of the fastest growing ones. So this guy's a busy dude. Um, he's not only a busy dude, but he's a great friend to me. He's been in a, on the advisory board of Gem Reveal. And um, what I like to better say is that his daughter is really best friends with my granddaughter, which makes him really super cool anyway. So <laughs> yes. um, with that being said, I would say we've been in business together. We've done business projects together and he has offered his male perspectives to kick off our uh, Gem Revealed series on ruining rom-coms. So Scott, before we dive in, what do you got to say for yourself? Woo. All right. What's going on, Janine? That was a delightful introduction. I don't deserve uh, all that generosity, but thank you kindly as always. And honestly, this is like the, the best thing I could do on a Friday afternoon is basically any day of the week that I can ruin rom-coms. Like, <laughs> sign me up. Like, that's fantastic. I can't wait to do this. So let's get at it. Let's get at it. So, of course, it's Friday today, but who knows when we'll air this, right? So we're just, we're pre-recording and this is so much fun, but we are going to dive in. So do you want to unveil what the first movie is? Because we we haven't told everybody what the first movie is. So do you want to oh. unveil the first movie? And sure. do not tell them what second, third, and fourth are either. No, okay, sure. Got You got it. Wow, drum roll. This is a very exciting moment, everybody. Uh, for all of you rom-com lovers out there or haters, you're going to know these titles. Today is a very special one to me because it is my wife's favorite movie. I uh, have a love-hate feeling for this movie. Overall, it's positive, but we'll still get into that. It's really fun. It's, it's funny. It's the wonderful, glorious, crazy, stupid love. Oh, yeah. Crazy, stupid love. So, I, I mean, I'm the female. I'll come out in the perspective right away. Ryan Gosling, is he's a He's beautiful. There's not too much wrong with I mean, ruining. Honestly, you cannot ruin Ryan Gosling. I got to tell you. For real, Janine. Honestly, that's the male perspective as well. <laughs> so I, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. No, you can't ruin him. About that. You can't <laughs> ruin him. So before I jump in and give an overview, because we want to give an overview of the movie, and then we're going to come down to um, three different clips that you and I are going to unpack and kind of talk about what worked there, what didn't, and how is that actually altering the American mindset? But before we, we grab that, what is this movie about? So for the people who haven't seen it and we can intrigue to watch it, what, where do you go with this movie? Hot guy, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, where, where are we going? Wow. Okay. So I'll try no sport spoiler alert. I won't, I won't reveal how it ends. Right. But just a, an overview, the vibe of the movie is it, it launches with a man and woman sitting at a restaurant and they're saying, what should we order? And the husband says, okay, on the count of three, let's say what we want to order. In the, and he says, okay, one, two, three. And he says like a dessert, like, oh, cheesecake. And she says, I want a divorce. And so the whole rest of the movie is the fallout from that moment of this couple who's been together for 25 years. The, the woman ends up having an affair, revealing it to this husband that night and telling she want, telling him she wants a divorce. They've got two kids and it gets very complicated and hilarity ensues slash it's very, I think it's heartwarming also. It's a nice balance. There, there is definitely so much heartwarming, but the hilarity from the playboy Ryan Gosling, who then let's give, uh, let's kind of shape him up a little bit. As a female, I would say, you know, it's hard to see him as the playboy in it in the beginning. And, and as you said, we don't want to give too much away, but I like how he transforms himself into this incredibly more um, 
beautiful, uh, have more respect for himself as the movie travels forward. So True. just nothing wrong with Ryan Gosling in this, but he is sharp. Mm. He looks beautiful. Yep. Uh, but the playboy in him, certainly uh, from what I can see, there there's a lot of reflection back to the male mindset today out mm. in the, the dating perspective. And obviously I know you're not out in that world today, but you certainly mm. have a male perspective. So um, I'm dying to kind of rip some of this apart with you. And the <laughs> opening scene that we're going to play is one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. So we're actually going to play, I'm only going to play about a minute of it, but I'd love our listeners to join in. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can actually see it. If you are on Apple and Spotify, you're going to hear it, but I'm going to share my screen and we are going to watch I'm excited. Get some popcorn. Let's do this. I'm excited too. Here we go. Are you guys ready? And then, uh, Scott, you and I will jump back in. Um, you're late. Yeah, sorry. Tomorrow's? No, thanks. Let me ask you a question, Cal. Uh, how much uh, money you got today for clothes? Um, how's what happened to your feet? What do you mean? These are my 407s. Oh, they're 407s. Can I see them? Yeah. These offer a lot of support. Right. Whoa, come on! What are you, in a fraternity? Are you insane? Are you in a fraternity? You could have hit somebody. Are what you? was that? I'm asking you a question. You in a fraternity? No. Are you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple computers? No. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you got no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever. Come on. Mm, oh. Okay. All right. One of the best parts about being a guy your age, and frankly, there aren't many, so you should really take full advantage of it, uh-huh. is that you can rebuild your entire wardrobe with like 16 items. Credit card. The problem is that your head has like, like the proportions of like a styrofoam peanut. The skin under your eyes. What do we got going there? Okay, that's awesome. First of all, the Velcro wallet is killer. That's hilarious. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple computers? (laughs) That's awesome. Just amazing. So for those who haven't, you haven't seen the movie, right? The concept is that this guy, Steve Carell, right? He's the father. He's the husband who who's gotten divorced and uh he meets this young handsome ryan gosling picking up girls at this bar and like steve carell like gets interacting with steve uh, ryan gosling's character and ryan gosling goes no i'm gonna take care of you you're a mess you lost your mojo you got no style i got i'm gonna hook you up let's do this and so this is their chance to get together in the mall and for uh, ryan gosling to make to give steve carell the, the makeover he deserves and needs <laughs> so it's hilarious these are my 407s these are my sevens that smack. That's the best part. To me, exactly. from my funny bone, forget male, female, 
That to me is the funniest part when he just tosses them. And he's like, you have never have a right to wear New Balance. Never. Ever. Never fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it is just such great humor there. But it if is. we have to, you did a great, um, you know, you shaped it up really well to give us, you know, the, the um, preamble of what's actually happening. He's looking to Ryan Gosling to say, help me out. Like I, I lost everything. Uh, you know, help me get back in the game, the dating game, even though what's really important yeah. for the rest of this is he doesn't want to be out in the dating game. He really wants to be mm. back with his wife, right. but he's got right. to figure out how to get back. How, what do I do? How do I get my life back? How do I become a man? What do I got to do to get back out there and kind of look good? Mm-hmm. With that being said, here's some of the things, you know, how far is the world away from today that your physical attraction is the most important part? Like Gosling's looking at him going, dude, you're a mess, your hair, your outfits, your sneakers, you got baggy yes. shirt on, you look a mess. <laughs> so where on your scale from a man, I'm like, I want to hear the man stuff. I'm going to share the female yeah. stuff. And then the gem revealed stuff. It's like, Physical attraction, where does it lie on the scale of importance when we talk about relationships, we talk about married or unmarried? It doesn't matter here. Where, right. where do we go with this? How important okay. is it? Whew. Indeed. Okay, so <laughs> physical attraction, attractiveness, I, I, I guess I could say that for myself, and I know that this is pretty representative of many men, uh, is that it's a very big deal. And uh and I, I want to start by saying that there, I feel like sometimes we actually beat ourselves up about this. Uh, I come from a faith background that talks about like, just view, view the, see the beauty within, like see the God within the person and love the character within. And we uh, sort of like strive for that. And yet there is this other thing that we also need to remind ourselves of that feels like, you know, we were built as, can I say this? If we were built to have sex and make babies, is that going to be- 100%. It's all biblical. We're Gemmerville's okay. a biblical based right. company. We're good. All right. So there is an element here, I feel, that like there is something in us that uh, is hardwired to be like, I'm attracted to this other person and want to make a make an offspring and like, you know, and and like propagate the species. So I feel like it is true that there's something in us. And I, don't, I can't speak for women, but I know that a lot of guys I know, we feel like the attractiveness factor is crucial. And that doesn't go away when you get married. It's as important as ever, you know. And so. Um, and so this movie gets across this notion across the way Steve Carell ends up realizing, you know what, like, I just, I lost that element of who I am. I stopped trying. And, uh, that was, that was, that was how he takes sort of the blame for what happened with his marriage is like, he just let it go. And so to me, I don't know if you're asking for like scale of one to 10 for me, like attractiveness has to be, you know, eight, nine, 10 kind of level for your, for your partner. But we can talk about later about what makes someone attractive. It's not only how you look. But certainly right. okay. attractiveness is a big deal and physical attractiveness is a part of that, right? I, I love, you know what, you summed it up and I guess I can't help but to want to just go a touch deeper. So you're right. For men, I think there is almost the way that you were hardwired. And I like the way that you said it. Men are hardwired. And I think that's even biblically known that you are hardwired and it is there is a physicality to it. And even the Bible you know, from a faith-based background, which you had already said, you know, the Bible makes it clear that, you know, David was absolutely beautiful and Rebecca was a beautiful woman of form and Sarah was absolutely beautiful. So again, these are women uh, and men of, of this beautiful look. So, but what I would say to you, uh, more curious, because I think a female as well, we want the chemistry, right? We want chemistry. Without chemistry, you know, the, there's there's no sizzle. 
But here's the button in, you know, obviously I six foot blue eyes, whatever that means, dark wavy hair, all of that. Is that just for a moment or can that, how, how deep does that actually go? How far does that actually carry? And with that notion and in, um, can physical attraction grow after you know the person, like if you're not like right off the mm-hmm. bat, oh my God, this is the person, you know, I'm just mm. so physically attracted. You know, if it doesn't yeah. show up as that, does it grow? Does, can it actually evolve? And here's why. Yes. Have you ever met somebody and he was a friend of a friend? And then the next thing you know, before you were married, I'm going to go to like, all of a sudden yeah. you, you meet that person, you, you kind of get to know them. Next thing you know, you're like, there's this warmth for that person. So how do we shape all that up in this? What does this all mean? (laughs) All right. Well, I guess the couple of comments there is uh, basically the answer is yes. Someone's attractiveness level can shift after the initial impression. Certainly as you get to know them, I've certainly seen women who are, are uh, immediately attractive physically. And I go, Holy cow, that is a beautiful human. And I, and I, and as soon as she says five words, I'm like, all right, bye-bye. (laughs) <laughs> they're not going to be in my life, you know? And so there is a piece there that like someone can lose their attractiveness because they're usually because they're rude, they're ignorant, they're mean, they've got a mean spirit to them. And this makes them, it just changes them. Uh, but the same is, is true in reverse, certainly. So I certainly know people who uh, at first blush, I was like, okay, normal looking human. And now I look at them and like, wow, I just have so much respect for this, who that person is inside. And there is some sizzle here that I think they're a 10 out of 10, you know? And so I feel like the physical might say, we might say that like your physical puts you in a certain uh, window. Like, you know, you're between a, a, a five and a nine, kind of a, kind of an attractiveness level physically. But then as you get to know you, if you're a beautiful person inside, you're a man, you're a nine, you're awesome. Or you could, you could go to that lower side if you're mean spirited and have this other side to you. And, and so that's why uh, I think that you don't want to overlook the physical. I think that's also just crucial to me. I don't like when say all that matters is my emotional inside piece. I feel like men begrudge that notion. It's like, no, it doesn't. Like your the way you physically look matters also. And giving that some love matters to us. Even part of it is just seeing that you you respect yourself and love yourself enough to try to look good for me, your boyfriend, or for me, your husband. Like that goes a long way with us. Got it. So you know what? I, I'm gonna give you a lot of props right now. And and here's why. Let me try to pull it apart for you. Is the first thing that I really liked is that you said um, that it really has to do. Uh, and I lost my train of thought for a minute. But it it has to do with you are physically attracted, but your personality can exasperate that and make it that much more gorgeous and angelic, or throw it back into you know bye bye, see you later. So I love that. So although it is the First, maybe the first initial launch to like the heart beating a little bit, it's the personality that will bring it across the finish line. So that is true. And I like to hear that from a man. But what you said before, where I think is so important is that he let himself go. And we know that, you know, we don't know what they look like when they met, but he clearly with the, the baggy shirt, the longer pants and the, the 407s, 407, he was yeah. a hot mess. <laughs> yes, he didn't yeah. care. That flat hair, he was, <laughs> he was going nowhere. He had nowhere. He was, he was gone. Um, mm-hmm. He let himself go. And what I just heard you say in the end is that no matter what, male and female, you got to bring forth your best self to really excite. And, and honestly, that, you know, you brought in the Bible before that's biblical as well. You should yeah. have make yourself really as um, beautiful. It's not 
you know, it's not everything and uh, it can't carry on like that forever, that that's not it, but you got to give, put your best foot forward. So right. how do I do in wrapping up what you said? That was great. And I think I have one other thing that comes to mind and uh, I know you want to do a couple other cl uh, clips, so we won't take too long on it, but uh, I think it's also uh, interesting to consider uh, the dichotomy. And we see this in the, in the movie also between guys who are looking for sex and they're just looking for one night stands and guys who are looking for relationships. Those are different goals. And this, this, this movie hits on that very clearly. You know, and and so I, I think the notion is like a better way to maybe answer your question is first to contextualize it as like, well, if I'm looking for a one night stand, I, I might I might give the girl a pass on a on a lousy on a lousy uh, you know personality, you know. But if I'm looking for a life partner or like a legitimate relationship, she's got to have a good brain. She's got to have a good heart. You're you're spot on, and we're going to actually touch on that on the third clip. But given that it's gem revealed, gem revealed is here to say, hey, you know what? People, our relationships are falling apart. One out of every two marriages are failing. Why is that? So there's too many women who are coming into this, you know, with the wrong mindset. And there's too many men coming in to it with, you know, the same, you know, maybe I do just want a one night stand and what's blocking them or what are all the wrong mindsets and all the limiting beliefs that uh, women are like, he's only looking at this. So we do have to peel the layers back. And this is the stuff that really matters is putting your best foot forward. So the highlight based on what you said and um, where we're going next, I actually think is going to really uh, bring this home is how Ryan Gosling and his girlfriend hit it off. How did they go from that one night stand to something bigger? So I want you to hold on to that while we watch the next clip. Are you ready? And I'm going to share the screen again, and it's going to get a little scratchy here, so we got to figure this out better. All right, share, and then we're going to do this. Let's watch this one. You have so much potential, and you've resorted to fantasizing about... Conan Ginger Junk O'Brien. He is funny. He looks like a carrot, honey. He looks like a carrot. Hi. He looks like a carrot. Conan O'Brien. My friend um, Hannah here thinks he's sexy. That's weird because I think that your friend Hannah is really sexy. Oh, my God. You did not just say that. How old are you? What are you, a lawyer? Yeah, a little bit. Come on. I know. You are? Is she? Gonna be. Don't you think you're a little old to be using cheesy pickup lines? Objection. Leading the witness. <laughs> wow, Hannah, you're really wearing that dress like you're doing it a favor. Oh, God. That's a line. <laughs> Me sitting over there for the past two hours not being able to take my eyes off of you is a fact. I mean, there's lots of beautiful women in this bar, your friend included. Hi. I love you. But I can't take my eyes off of you. That's a fact. It's not a line. I find you very attractive. Do you find me attractive? She does. I don't. You do. She does. Yes, she does. I, do. I don't. You do. You do. I don't. Hannah, can I buy you a drink? No. You say no a lot, don't you? No. Oh, boy. Permission to approach the bench? Seriously? Just come on, let me, let me deliver my closing argument. Sure, proceed. Hannah, we live in a physical world, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to age, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this, you're never going to regret going home with that guy from the bar that one time that was a total tomcat in the sack. But I can't guarantee that you won't not regret it. 
was a double negative. You're a double negative. Okay, Hannah, mm-hmm. can I buy you a drink? Okay. It's, you know what, it's time to go home. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. I'll do it. T-Boat saw three. So, should I get my car or yours? Should I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive. Liz, coming! Unbelievable scene. Unbelievable scene, but I got to tell you, I got to kick off here. He had me at a low. (laughs) I would have took the drink. I would have hung out. I would have enjoyed him. He's adorable. In my mind, he was, now, of course, I'm going to reveal some more, but in my mind, he is just so handsome. He was so smooth. I would have took the drink. I, I would have right. took the drink well, and enjoyed the banter because he was spot yeah, on exactly. and his confidence was Oh, humongous. Beautiful. He was beautiful. Well, yeah, you're the friend. You're the sidekick in the in the scene who's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I get it. No, he's super, super smooth. And uh, it's kind of funny to like uh, watch this with a woman. If you ever watch this movie with a, a girlfriend or something or a significant other kind of uh, romantic partner, it's kind of funny because it is so badass, like how he handles the scene that like that you're, you're typically like the female you're with can't help but look at you be like, you're step not up that your smooth. game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, damn, make look the bad, game. Ryan. Damn. <laughs> Messed up. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love what he does there. He's uh, he's. Should we can, we can we talk about it? Are we talking about why it was awesome? To take this down, we need to rip it apart here because why? Here are my questions. Why did she walk away? What was yeah. he really after? Yeah. You know, was he in it? I want to go back to where you led us last time. Was this a night out of sex? Was this the real thing? Was did he see something? Because you and I know where they end up eventually. So what yeah. was different about this? And how can a female you know, kind of unpack this to really understand how to, how to find and, and, uh, you know, understand this in her real life. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let's see a couple things here. I think this dude at this point in the movie, this character wants a one night stand. This is how I see it. It's possible. He also sees a little something extra in her. Uh, as the movie progresses, you see that like, he looks at her a, a sort of different way than he looks at other girls. So Maybe that is there already. He sees something so beyond. Why? What do you think that is? That one little bit. What was that? And here I want to say, was it because she was so hot or was it because she was pushing back or was it something still that's intrinsically we don't even know? I think it's the last of the three. It's certainly not that she's so hot. She's not nearly like the hottest girl in that bar, uh, in my opinion, if I may say that. I'm sorry, Emma. Please forgive me. It's uh, <laughs> cute. Emma's gonna, she's gonna call me tonight. She's gonna be so upset. Anyway, so uh, no, it's, I think like it's not about her being the most beautiful woman in the bar at all. I think there's uh, more than anything, it's that, that quality that's hard to put into words. There's something that he sees in her and he's drawn to it. Uh, and I think it, it's uh, confusing a little bit to some guys when they have that feeling because usually they're like, oh, I see a beautiful woman. I, I have this thing that I like to do with beautiful women. And I'm gonna like one track mind guy. And then sometimes I have found that I, there's this, another layer that happens that, uh, you don't know how to explain. You're like, wait, but this girl has this other thing about her. Shoot, do I really? I might like her. I might like want a lot more than like a one night stand with this girl. Um, but, but at I, this I think, point, you're saying for men, they don't even know what's going on. It's completely. <laughs> we're not that smart. 
I just wanted to point that out. Way, no, this is way above our heads and our pay grade. No, I think like the, what I'm saying is that at first from a distance, he kind of maybe feels something. He's not sure about it. Now she revs him up and does a good job playing against because he's clearly so confident. And the, the way that you typically want to play a super and maybe overly confident man is to push back because he's used to winning and he's, he's used to easy victories. So that fact that she didn't give him an easy victory is really, I think, the seed that like that later blooms into the real relationship. Like he respects her for really pushing back against him. So here's where I got to We got to lean in. We've got to lean in here because I'm busting out in a sweat. So does it come down to this is all a game? Because then if it is, I'm mm. gonna, you know, I, I'm I'm yeah. upset because here's here's what's happening in my mind. She's right. got, she can't show her cards because she's gotta she's gotta make sure she pushes back, play hard to get, do all the right things, don't call back right away, don't you know, wait mm. this certain 24 hours, do all yeah. that stuff that like I'm alluding to to make yeah. sure he doesn't get the easy victory. Because again, right. I don't want to describe what happens, how she really wins in the end and why, but yeah. For everybody listening, that's what I'm hearing. I got to play hard to get. I got to play the game. And I even wrote it in an article. There is this essence that you can't come, you can't pull all your cards out in one shot. So is that, how true is it? No, we're not saying game. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I'm not saying play the game. The game is ugly. What I'm saying (laughs) is that it's good to know technique. And that is different. There are good things to do when you are trying to engage with a possible romantic partner. I mean, you can be all that inside and on the front and all, you could be great, but there's a difference between being great and communicating in, in, a, in an artful way and a, in a way that really does connect with the other person and create some sizzle. I mean, you mentioned the word earlier, building chemistry doesn't just happen. There's something that is also about you interacting in a certain way. And so that's different for me from playing the game where you're like, oh, well, it's just some random, uh, source tells me like they say you should wait 24 hours like what is that that's silly yeah i'm not saying play games but i am saying study the technique watch confident uh happy uh you know successful people couples ask them about how they connected learn maybe from movies like this how people can uh speak well and present themselves well for example what we haven't said here is that this girl has a boyfriend so it's also establishing that she's a woman with some sort of a moral compass, right? She doesn't just like say, you know what, you're hot. I'm going home with you and like, screw my boyfriend. Like she's saying, no, I have a boyfriend and I'm going to be careful about this, even though she doesn't say it to this, to this guy. But I think that's part of what this movie's establishing in this moment is that she's a woman with some ethics. And uh, otherwise, though, I think that it is valuable. She could have stayed, you know, or if she was single, uh, the idea is just at least like giving him a little bit of a hard time is what makes it fun. That's different for me for, from game. That's more like that's more like playing and, and using technique. Like, okay, you think you're all that? All right, then I'm going to tell you you're not all that because that makes you want it more and it's fun. And we're having a little game. I mean, we're enjoying each other. But if the guy, you can tell he's he like built up all his confidence. He's like about, he's like so vulnerable right now. And you can tell he's really nervous. And like, then you go easy on him and you be gentle and you're just, you're using technique to read the audience, right? Got it. I'm going to add a thought in and then we can maybe cruise past this, but I think this is going to open up another doorway. The way that I interpret what you're saying and the way that I've shared it more so is that men intuitively are hunters and you don't want the easy kill. You want to let them be the pursuer. You want to let them be the hunter. You want to let them 
come after you and make sure that 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 part of that procedure, that the man is the lead, he is moving forward, he is kind of creating the ambiance to come and present to you. So that's that. And that is a, a very big difference between men and women. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm speaking overarching. I'm speaking big picture, not every man and not every female, but mm-hmm. for men, men are the lead. They're the hunter. They are the gatherer. They are the pursuer. The women is more, you know, drop the hanky, you know, <laughs> allow herself to, to be nurtured and loved and mm-hmm. cared and honored and respected. So mm-hmm. how do, does that language at all fit into this or, or no? Uh, I think what I, I would just, I would just clarify it by saying, I, I prefer the terms masculine and feminine. Okay. Masculine in each of us, women have a masculine side and men have a masculine side. And, and, okay. <laughs> right there. And there, and men also have a feminine side and women have a feminine side and we all have it in different degrees in different proportions. And so uh, I would say that the masculine in each of us is a hunter and there's the feminine in each of us who is the receiver. And so, I think if you're dealing with a highly, in this case, we're talking about a super alpha male, right? He clearly likes the hunt. And so knowing that, read the room, see that and say, okay, what, what makes it fun for him? What will add some sizzle to this? Let's just enjoy our time together. The, the banter that's, that's coquettish and clever is to push against and make him feel like he's not all that, even though obviously you think he is, you know? But if, but if instead the guy, if you can tell, like I was saying before, like if, if, if he's bringing all his courage up to talk to you, Maybe he's not an alpha male and maybe the, you know, maybe the masculine in you can respond and, and be helpful and not make him to always have to be hunting you because maybe that's not the way that he's designed. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And this is where it comes down to, it goes past physical attraction and comes down into the core value and really the fiber of your soul. Who are you? You know, how, how much are you the female who has a super high masculine, you know, yeah. overview and really wants I'll just use this for, uh, you know, um, an exaggeration here. I want to dominate the male. And maybe yeah. you would prefer somebody who is more passive. So I do really like that. But I love the fact that she ran away from him. And to your point, in him being the ultimate hunter, the ultimate pursuer, the yeah. highest level male ego there is, he was right. like, I'm going to get her. It only (laughs) makes him see like, I I want her more. So it's not a game. There is a lot more underlying intrinsic DNA that's at work here, which is the point that I really wanted to to bring out. And I think we did a good job. It's not just the game. It's Mm. something really much deeper. It's who they are at their core. Mm. And I love it. Okay. And before we get into the next clip, I think we have one more, right? Mm -hmm. I'd like to make one more quick note. Do we have time for that? We do. We, if we go over, this is so good. People are going to hang in. Cool. Let's do it. I think for those of you who are interested in, in learning why, or what about Ryan's technique was interesting there. Again, I like studying technique. What about the way that he's presenting himself is effective. I don't know that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know that you're necessarily trying to take notes on how to pick up women in bars. Um, but it might be that you're trying to just learn how to approach you know, the person of your romantic interest and engage in a clever way uh, and, and get, the, get the conversation started. I just wanted to point out, I wrote a couple of these things down while I was watching it because I was really impressed. I like a couple of things about this. One thing is he compliments the friend. So he's very clear about Emma, you're the one, or he calls her Hannah, right? Her name is Hannah. Hannah, you're beautiful. Uh, there are a lot of beautiful women in this bar, your friend included. Hi, by the way, right? 
And he, he points out like, you're, you know, everyone here is beautiful, but you're the one who's got my eye. And that's a really nice way to frame things. Um, I think another thing that really goes a long way is humor. He's obviously being silly. He's playing with the lawyer thing, you know, leading the witness objection. He's just being kind of clever. And that's a really great technique. And then finally, I really like that he's very clear about what he wants. Now, not everyone's going to say, can I buy you a drink? Can I bring you home? I mean, I'm a tomcat in the sack. <laughs> you know, it's like, that doesn't have to be your, your call to action. But, but I think a lot of times when we try to talk to people we're interested in, we're not clear enough with a very simple call to action, uh, such as like, can I get coffee with you sometime? You know, we leave it vague and, and we hope that they kind of get what we want. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. I want to actually go back and, you know, kind of respond to a uh, few of those points. So uh, Matthew McConaughey, who is no stranger to the rom-com journey, right? He's no. had many, many um, incredible movies. I think um, How, to, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is one of my favorite movies. It's not going to be one of the one over the next four weeks. But um, he just put out a book, Greenlight. And he talked about when he first saw his wife, um, Camilla, across the room, he knew he had to be smart enough that she was with her girlfriends. And he's like, I need to make sure that they feel as beautiful as she is and then make her feel she's the number one. Wow. There it is. There it is. Because he knew enough that the friends are going to feed her all kinds of information. So to make sure. So I really love that. And just Mm -hmm. as, you know, my own female awareness, if you're out with a group of girls and a gentleman walks up and that that gentleman makes any of those female not feel great, he's going down. He's going to get thrown right into the lion's den. So what a a great, it's a Mm -hmm. great point. I love that. Mm, love yeah, that. Sure. And now just, I, I want you to repeat the last, the last point you said, the very last point. The call to action, the idea of being clear. So this is, this is, you know, human communication 101. This is basic behavior, behavioral economic theory. This is good entrepreneurship. This is good customer service. Like you can add, apply this to all sorts of life, all parts of life. The concept is you have to be clear with the person with whom you're communicating, what you'd like them to do. And often we're too vague about it. And the romantic sense, even more so maybe than normal. I mean, it's very confusing or it's a little, it takes a little courage to just say, you want to get a coffee? You want to get a drink? You know, it's hard to even say that simple call to action and we avoid it. And so one of the, the things that I think makes this approach so effective is that it's rare for a man not only to be so confident in himself, but also to be so clear with what he wants. And I think there's, a, there's an appeal to that in the, like, the person who listens likes that. Oh, good. I know exactly what you want me to do. That's helpful. So I'm going to share two points to that. Um, I can't count how many times from Jem Revealed that we said communication is so vital and sharing what you want and letting one men and women, right? This isn't just men. This isn't for men. Men need to communicate, but women also, we tend to think that men are mind readers, right? So we just say, when they say, are you okay? We go, fine. We're fine. Well, we're not fine. So to your point, Scott, which is vital for anyone listening is really share your emotion, right? Feelings aren't facts, but you got to let them know one, what you're feeling and what you want. And I love that. And I'm going to go one step deeper as I did a whole um, series called um, Dating Wiser from Charles Stanley. It was um, dates, uh, heartaches, love aches, and heartbreaks or something like that. And it was going back a little bit. And he talked about so much how women, if a man does not do this, I'm going to be that clear. If a man does not tell you exactly what he intends, let's go 
for a date on Wednesday at seven o'clock p.m. I have tickets and I was thinking about you. Mm. Don't say yes. Don't say yes to something big at all. Don't do it. You're worth more. You're worth more than that. You're worth him having made the plan. If he says, hey, you want to go hang out? The answer is no. What you really want to hear is, I have tickets Wednesday night for the hockey game at 7 p.m. Would you like to join me? So I only come back to you and say, you're saying it intuitively. You're thinking. I know how your mind works. You are so in tune. And you're writing it down. And I'm only validating from so many different sources how on point you really are with that. So women, if that gentleman comes to you and doesn't have a really clear authentic plan you're worth more you're worth more than that that threw you what are you thinking no that's interesting no that's great i mean i appreciate you're saying like you're you're listen you're a wealth of wisdom i love what you're saying you know what you're talking about and uh i kind of i kind of basically i i fully agree and if a guy uh says like you want to get coffee sometime like the vagueness of it i kind of feel like you know depending on the vibe of it, you could throw them a bone and say, well, you know, let me know. I'd be interested, but you know, don't commit to it or don't just be like, great. I have nothing to do with my life. I, any day you want, anytime, you know, definitely. You know, and but I guess certainly you put more, you put more surrounding to it. So you're absolutely correct. Right. It, it's not, it's not a faux pas for him to say, Hey, you want to grab coffee? And then for her to go yeah, anytime that you're ready, it's more about, yeah, I wouldn't want to gr- grab coffee. Her next line should be sure. When? Right. Let it be specific. Yeah. Be specific. Men need to be decisive. So we are, you know, delving more into really make sure if it is more about this relationship and adding value and making somebody feel cared, honored and respected. That's the difference now when we really are peeling apart men and women, the men, the hunter, the pursuer, right. And women, they want, they should feel worthy. They should feel that it should be, I am worth you taking the time if you want to, if you want to pursue me, take the time to do it well and right. So mm-hmm. I love that we went deeper there and I cool. think it's worth it. I think it's worth whatever extra time we're doing. And I All still right. think we still need to do the next scene. Really? All right. Let's do it on one let's more. Do, cool. Let's do the next scene. All right. I'm going to share my screen. How you doing? You feeling good? Feeling All good. Thank you. Let's do it. Not it. <laughs> I like the music. Here we go. I think you're ready, pal. For what? To talk to a pretty lady and take her home and show her your gift. No. No, I'm not. You're as ready as you're ever going to be. You play your strengths, pal. That's all any of us can do. I'm mysterious, I'm, you know, good in bed, and you're, you are a, uh, you know, stable, an employed adult. Jesus. You see this, this lady over here at 9 o'clock? You want me to hit on her? No, I want to hit on her, the one behind her. Oh. She's a total fox, right? Mm-hmm. You think she came to a crowded bar to have a quiet drink alone? She's hunting. She's just looking for an opportunity to settle for a responsible and stable adult. And I'd like her to settle for you. Oh, well, thank you for the ego boost, but you know what? Just because I've watched you pick up women doesn't mean that I know how to pick up women. You ever see Karate Kid? 
What does that have to do with anything? You know when he's teaching them to wax on and off, but he's really teaching them to fight? You want me to fight someone? What's the first thing I do when I go up to a girl? I buy her a drink. Yes, always. Without fail, you buy her a drink even if she doesn't want one, you insist. And do I talk about myself? Never. Never talk about yourself, always about her. Because bar banter is boring, so you put the impetus on her. She has to be the interesting one. Impress me. Impress me with how interesting you are. It's a big game. Game. Creepy, creepy little game oh, you that's play. that's judgmental, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At the end of the night, what do I do? Do I ask them to come home with me? No, you tell them to come home with you. They have no choice in the matter. It is your choice, and they are so overjoyed to have had the opportunity to make sweet, sweet love to you. Oh, my God. You did. You miyagi me. Huh. Honk, you uh, Miyagi me. That's great. That's awesome. You're a uh, stable, employed adult. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. I'm good in bed. Oh, you are a stable, mature <laughs> adult. <laughs> I'd like her to settle for you. Exactly. That's great. That's beautiful. Uh, where are we going with that? I certainly know where I, I'm going. But here, here's my, here's the quick hit. Mm. I believe that he just taught him the game. Mm, okay. He, he, he miyagied him into thinking, all right, here's the game, how you pick up a chick. You know, yeah. here's how I do it. Here's how I get her to go home with me. Yeah. And I think this part is probably the most um, poisonous to our society. So mm. here's the trick. Here is the showcase on mm. how you go talk to a female to get her to that mind that the mindset that you're just going to come home with me and you're going to enjoy serving me that that's what that's that's what i just got out of that so you're just saying that that's you're saying toxic terrible that we should not use this that you, you think this is like really really despicable well maybe i would say what was authentic in it if they're giving a template yeah, he, yeah. Jake, jacob gosling was giving him, you know, here you go, Cal. Here's your template to how to pick up any chick tonight because you watch me do it every night. So right. he's just taking a framework of, you know, let's call the framework how to bring a girl home and sleep with her tonight. Yep. Um, here's how it works. Just do this. And, right. you know, what, how, how, how do we... <laughs> What if it's, what if, okay, let's come back to what the goals are. If, right. If, if a guy's goal is to, to do that, as opposed to to find a meet, or if a woman's goal is to find a well, one night stand versus to find a meet. Right. This is gem revealed though. <laughs> right, exactly. The goal is not a one night stand, right? It's not, it's never a one night stand with gem revealed because it's also biblical too. So we got to swing it all the way, the pendulum cool. all the way. So cool. this is about marriages. One out of every two failing. We are so let me let me frame this the right way. This is really important. And I love the the silliness of it because that would work. You know, there are so many people who are low self-esteem, they're not feeling worthy. Um, they look to physical intimacy to get mm-hmm. some sort of fulfillment, some sort of yeah. self-worth, right? Yes. But the reality is, is we know that today that that's toxic. Mm-hmm. It really does more harm than good. 
Uh, relationships are falling apart and people are going into relationships for so many of the wrong reasons, right? right? We're falling into relationships because he's hot. So now we get together, we, you know, we have a fun time, we jump into bed, we create that chemistry. A woman now looks towards that oneness that she's, again, I think that she's more, um, uh, leaning towards it's, it's more in her DNA to want that a man is going to kind of now not want that. And they are going to struggle now because they don't really even have a foundation beneath them. There, mm-hmm. There's not even a foundation there. So mm-hmm. what we just did was throw intimacy in on, on day one, because you're hot and you were ready. And okay. he, he took the recipe and he's mm-hmm. making it work. And right. he is adding to the data of one out of every two marriages fail or relationships falling apart or women really struggling with self-worth. Right. Um, And men, I'm going to go one further to set this up for you. Mm. Um, I've said this so many times. I can't even, you know, and, and I know that you wouldn't really have too much insight into this, but men often on an online dating profile, I would say eight out of 10 would say this, please be stable. Please no drama. I want a drama-free life. Mm. I would share with you, knowing the, the chemical makeup of a female, the DNA, the intrinsic fabric of a female, generally speaking, knowing that she will not be whole if you jump into bed one night and say goodbye. And a man might feel that conquering kind of primal instinct mm. and be okay with it. So if, gentlemen, you are looking for a drama-free relationship, the very last thing you should do is have a physical relationship up front like Ryan Gosling just taught us. <laughs> I'm just, I'm throwing a tidal wave of information at you, okay, but yeah. he just taught us how to get yes. the girl home. And what God would tell us, what, what, um, what we would say from a faith-based background is mm. that is not the setup for healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul is outside. It's counterintuitive. A a woman will fall apart inside because she's looking really for that oneness. A woman Mm. is made up for that oneness, the nurturing, that the merge, the, that bond. Mm -hmm. And the man is going to come in and that happens. There's going to be instant trauma where we're looking for trauma. That's trauma. So what, right. what do you have well, to say I'll, to that? I'll just okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a tidal wave and beautiful. <laughs> well done. Um, so let's see a couple of things. Uh, let's see. First of all, uh, I want to make sure just to represent again on the male side that there's a part of the man that wants the same things you're talking about that have to do with union and with gentle connection and with commitment. And if we want to call that the feminine part of us, we can do that or call that whatever. So, yes, but like but that we feel the same, the same thing, you know, just to point out just on, on behalf of some dudes, like we're not soulless villains. Can we just say that just a little bit? <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. I'll give I you that. Set the record. Okay, cool. Uh, also you talked about, you said, you said something really funny before you used the word drama free relationship. That's hilarious. That's not a thing. Uh, so like what a guy can do is of course, or like a, a, a two, two people, whatever could have a one night stand if they have no relationship after that, because it was just a one night stand, there's no drama, but that's not what we're saying that we're striving for. We're striving for an actual relationship. That's not a relationship. A relationship persists, right? And it, it lasts over time. And, drama, and there is going to be drama 
in relationships. That's just the nature of what it is to work with another human being and, and do life together. And that's part of the, the, the glorious calling of a, of a real relationship is that it calls us to be better. It calls us to raise our game. It helps us refine. And, and I know that happens with my relationship with my wife all the time. I, I, I find myself getting frustrated with her and then I realize, oh, right. She's just pointing out that I suck sometimes. That's true, actually. Shoot. <laughs> it's just annoying to have someone to point that out to you all the time. So anyway, like the, I guess the idea for me is it's interesting to, to note, yes, that in the, in the framework of we want relationships, we don't just view people as like single serve things, you know, that to be thrown to the side the next day. As a real relationship seeker, yes, this scene tells us everything not to do right? To, to objectify and just view the person as a good time for the one night and to push out of your head anything that has to do with emotions. You're just, you know, you're running a playbook and you're getting the girl in bed and it's really mechanical. It's not very sexy. It's not very romantic for sure. Well done. I thought you were going to give me some pushback. <laughs> How did I do? Was that all right? Okay. <laughs> I think it was good. I mean, the reality is, is they're, 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 what we're lacking here, and this is where we can maybe go a little bit deeper, is what this what should that script look like then so he showed us you know what not the script that shouldn't right. we shouldn't really lean on that's right. not the script that's really going to get us to the relationship the the one that's going to get us into you know the dating and kind of moving forward and it might you know there's always the the one out of every 100 that it might work but what does that first contact look like so we know as that scene continues you know, Cal moves on, he he throws out some of those lines, it blows up in his face, and the next thing you know, then he's like, no, wait a minute, you know, right. I, I sorry, am divorced, yeah. my <laughs> wife's having an affair, and, you know, right. I, and, and I really love her still, but the right. point is, what I would say is, although we don't want you to have a mental breakdown like that, mm. he was more true to himself, and what really would what I believe wholeheartedly what happens on that that first connection, those mm. first interactions is really your authentic self, hoping that it is your highest level of confidence, fun, wit, mm. and also really leaning more towards what your core values are and having some intentional dialogue to see if there is that that underlying building of the, the house, the creating the foundation to even see mm. if there's anything there. Right. Having found conversations that are fun, having conversations that are witty, that are really um, built and, and made up of who you are authentically. Right. Mm -hmm. And that that you're you're pulling out of that person to see if those core values are there, if they're merging together, if there's something we could build together. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Or does that just sound boring and like, all right, Janine, I'd rather stay home and knit. <laughs> uh, first of all, don't make fun of knitting. OK. <laughs> Why would you say that? Friends, Joey was knitting with uh, that girl Janine El McPherson. That's true. You guys, exactly. are, you guys are friends, fans, so I know I could throw that in there. <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, okay, so no, that's great and well said. And here's what I'll, okay. Uh, I know we're going to start wrapping this up. Here's a couple of quick last thoughts, right? Is on, that to, on this topic, um, I agree with what you're saying. And I'm going to point out maybe, I'm going to acknowledge you, Janine, for things that you do in this particular way that are strengths that are that are universally valuable. It's like you're really good at making eye contact and sharing a big smile. And people are often not very comfortable with doing so. And that's actually a really nice thing. When we look someone in the eye and we share a really big smile and we're already laughing, that's a big deal. People love, they've, they've done some studies, right? That women as a number one thing that they look for in men is sense of humor, right? And that 
What number one? one. Number one. And the number it's one thing tonight. Right. Quick tonight. You make right. me laugh better than the drink. Right. Just right. better exactly. than the drink. But they found also in these in these studies that men respond to, to women laughing at like laughing at their jokes is what makes them like the women. So like one of the, the key things that is an interesting dynamic is that like the woman is laughing and the man's talking and she's enjoying the laughing and he's enjoying the laughing. And it creates a certain energy between the two that's really symbiotic and beautiful. Um, I think also it's interesting to, to consider one thing that Ryan Gosling said, even though taking it out of context and, and kind of polished up, but like talking about the other person more than yourself is a classic old rule, right? That comes from Dale Carnegie. But basically interesting people are interested, right? So. Janine, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come up and talk to you, and I want to kind of you know, get something going with you. I'm not gonna lead with, "Hi, I'm Scott. I'm from Ramsey, New Jersey. I, no, 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 I'm seventh grade. I'm not gonna tell you about myself so much. That's boring. And I want to just only hear about you. I love your life. I want to hear your story. Oh, that's amazing! And like, bring some dynamics and bring some real interest to the conversation. I think, and we what we said earlier, bring some humor. Compliment the friends around them. Like, make it a good vibe and share some good laughter. I love that. I mean communication, that's a whole nother podcast. And it's a very deep podcast is how do we communicate in a way that creates confidence, health, and we don't, we we're not communicating from insecurity, frustration, victim, self-pity, but you're going out there and you're, you're talking from humor, enjoyment, and fun in the night, and that there is um, an authentic, sincere conversation that's evolving. That's really important. But how many people, now you're in, this is your business, right? You're actually, this is such a huge part of what you do. How many people have a mastery in this based off of, you know, as a reflection of, of relationships? How many people do you, do you believe that you run into that can actually master this area? Well, yeah, for you. So yes, it is true that basically my full-time job is relationship management and building relationships and building networks and, and getting people to, to connect with one another, um, just not in the romantic sense, but yes. And uh, so definitely a student of, of human behavior. Uh, and I don't know, I, I don't know, I guess if your answer, if your question's, you know, who can, who can master this, who can do it? I gotta say everybody, this doesn't strike me as some sort of like super elevated, you know, only 2% of humans have the, the ability ever to do, you know, like that's not at all true. I think these are some basic, like I said, these are techniques. That means that they're skills that you can learn as opposed to innate things that you either have or don't have. 100%. So I, I miscommunicated. So what I'm saying is everyone can do it. Hmm. How many people are creating mastery in this area of their life, especially in the uh -huh. area of relationships, especially in the area like where you're, you, you work in that area. And I'll let you, I, I really would like to conclude a little bit more with you sharing a little bit who you are, what you do and how people could find you because I believe people would just want to hang out with you after this. Um, you. So you might Thanks. as well give them a reason to actually find you. So, sure. um, but just to conclude in this point would be how many people are, are showing up at this level because in, yeah. in the world that I live in, you know, I talk to people and this is my everyday life and the, the, the gap between, you know, good to great in, in communicating and creating a healthy mindset and creating healthy relationships is a big gap. It's a big gap. And my desire is to really change the world one relationship at a time and really put in the framework around your communication is really the, the offset of your, your own healthy mind. So how do we really help people become aware of creating that healthy mind and then learning the toolbox of what it means to, to communicate from the highest levels 
and be exciting and fun and witty and enjoy instead of insecure and shrinking back. So thoughts on that before you conclude and tell us all about yourself. (laughs) Totally. Well, that's awesome. And yes, very, very well said. And so uh, I think that all humans can do this work. And I think that very few humans do this work. And, and so we're talking, I think I would point people in the direction of growth mindset. This is ultimately a question about growth mindset. And there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck that I'm, I'm a big fan of, and I'll encourage people to check it out. It simply says, the fixed mindset believes, oh, I'm just not like that. That's, that's not who I am. I'm not built that way, so it sucks for me, which is uh, toxic and corrosive and incorrect. The growth mindset that is correct says, I can always get better in any given field. I might never be like a professional, you know, like javelin thrower, but I can get better than I am today. And I can study the game of finance or the study the game of communication. There are simple techniques and skills that can be learned. And I believe I have a growth mindset. I believe I can learn them. And so I would just ask people, please believe in growth mindset. Please believe that you can get better and put the time into learning the the skills and techniques that Janine can teach because they're so crucial And I'll actually use this as a segue to what I do. This is, to me, part of what real education is about. And I'm an educator professionally, and I've done this, you know, uh, in an unconventional way for 15 years. I've been a full-time personal academic coach, but who goes well beyond the academics? And this, to me, is real education. Why aren't we talking about this in school, right, Janine? Like, why aren't kids learning? I wish we were. I wish we were. Considering the facts of where our our society is and our culture is today and the mindset around it, and it being the most important relationship in your life and how it really reflects onto our children and transfers over to our families, Mm. I I wish we were. So you're you're spot on. Yeah. So so what I do basically is that I work with with students. I, I like to say that I, I, I help provide uh, or produce outstanding academic results without the nasty side effects. So I, I believe that a lot of students these days feel anxiety and overwhelm and pressure and and there's so much pain and there's so much emotional mental anguish in the realm of academics. And those things all impact students' outcomes. And so I do life coaching. I do coaching through uh, life skills, man, mindset, time management, um, energy management. I help students with performance under pressure, with focus. Oh, and by the way, I do it while teaching them academics. We'll do test prep. We'll do college admissions coaching. We'll do physics, math. It doesn't matter what the academic concept is. Let's talk about the real human who, who transcends the, the, the academic topic. And we need to learn skills for life. And so that's what I do professionally. I have a company I started 15 years ago called Brainstorm that's still going. And I personally now am pushing out my personal brand out to a broader audience. That's what I'd love to share with you guys. My website, my name is Scott Doty. I have a website, thescottdoty.com. And that's where you can learn all about the books I've written, the, the, the work I've done with speeches, with working with kids. I have an online set of courses that I give to students and parents. I have masterminds that I run. And my, my heart is just to help uh, expand the conversation as we're doing here about what real education should look like in the 21st century. You know, Scott, as well as you just did, just really summarizing and giving us an overview of what you did with all with with all seriousness, I still think that you underplayed it. You know, you you've been an incredible speaker for companies that I've worked in. Um, you've had a big impact in my life, a big impact in my my children's lives as well. You're an entrepreneur, a fastest growing company around in our, in our local area. Um, so certainly uh, it's not just children. There's people out there who could certainly um, value 
get real value from what you have to offer. So we are going to make sure that that's in our um, promos. And uh, and I'm excited. You really added a lot of humor, which we all love. We already know for females, that's number one. And I adore that in you, which is why we picked you, not just because you got a brain. Um, but uh Really, we hope that your life allows you to do the next couple with us because I still believe that you 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 just just shoot it right out. You you gave us a grand slam today, so thank you so much. And uh, and I'm hoping that we could do the next one together. But if not, we will certainly have our our listeners crossroads with you again soon. So we hope you have a great night. And Gem Reveal listeners, we thank you for being there. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.